And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Marvelous, Monumental, Most Fascinating, Massively Mind-Bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, I do not have a goal. Wow. Just because Job is bumming and not humming does not mean that what he says is wrong. In truth, this passage in Job chapter 611 should become an anthem for those of us living on this terrestrial plane. We need a goal, a target, a vision. Proverbs 19, I'm sorry, Proverbs 29, 18, without a vision, the people perish. Next, kind to a fainting friend, regardless that these friends were unaware that this whole situation had nothing to do with Job doing something wrong You still don't kick a person when they're down. There should be kindness. That's one of the fruits of the Spirit for those who are troubled, wounded, and in pain. That does not mean supporting wrongdoing. It means supporting the person. And finally, next, Job expresses his personal disappointment in the quality of his friends. They are like a thirsty group finding no water. This is similar to hopes being dashed. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. This is true for our situations with people and our faithless attitudes towards God, too. But the rest of the verse, when hope comes, it's as the tree of life. Yes, the tree of life. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. And oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? They can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show. Yep, live. 214-210-8483. I don't have any idea what standard rates apply for your texting because I don't have your texting plan in front of me. But 214-210-8483. You can also call us. We do have somebody on hold, but we're going to get to them in a second. You can still call us, especially answering trivia, sharing prayer, uh, pra- praise reports, asking for prayer, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you do make that call, let me just point this out to you, you just should know that you will be talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. <laughs> 
All right, now, just before we get our caller, I just want to point out that talking to Dynamite D is like opening up the freezer and finding one more of your favorite ice cream. No, look, the there's one left. One. The last one. It's mine. Okay. All right, send the caller on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, this is the lost sheep of Israel. <laughs> Oh, brother, you and your phone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How are you, brother? Whoa. How are you doing? Happy Hanukkah, brother. Happy Hanukkah. Day number two, right? Yes, uh, day, day number two. Day number two. Cool. Happy Hanukkah. For those that don't know, Jesus well, did attend the Festival of Lights in John chapter 10, the Festival of, yes. of, the, of the Feast of Dedication. So, anyway, uh, what's happening? Yeah, I have an answer for your trivia question that... That you are all in favor of Michigan State? Well, that'd be Michigan, not Michigan State. That's a big difference. Okay, Michigan. <laughs> See, I have to— Don't start on that now. I, I have to correct you there because one is a Wolverine and one is a Spartan, yeah. so I have to. you got to be careful there. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, Michigan. So. It's, uh, it's just a little bit of a preference. I really hope TCU does it's fantastic. more than a little bit, <laughs> okay. I would tell it. Okay, that's the truth. I I really do want TCU to do good. I want them to do great. But I, you know, I'm from Michigan, and you know, I gotta have one last thing that comes out of there that has any redeeming value besides myself, in the sense of it's gotta have some kind of value there in Michigan. So that's why I, I yeah. vote for Michigan. So anyway, how you doing, brother? Good. Are you from Grand Rapids or something? No, else? no. Originally Detroit, Southfield, Detroit, Oak Park. I was born in Oak Park. Grew up in oh, Southfield, okay. Bloomfield Hills, uh, West Bloomfield. So uh, okay. that's some people. Okay. If you just put your hand up and you look at your thumb, yeah. uh, go oh, down okay. about an inch from your thumb there. So. That's where everybody is from in Michigan. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> glad that you, you're you not uh, people from uh, uh, Grand Rapids because they say you aren't that you aren't much. You what? <laughs> you what? What was that? <laughs> You know, those uh, Dutch descendant lives in the Grand Rapid area, so they, there is a saying, you aren't that you aren't much. You are, but you're much. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, brother. Love it. Love it. Cool. Uh, my hey, they, yes. uh, I'm, I'm praying for you and our audience because uh, you have the best audience. Uh, I know they cares for, for me and the thousands of other uh, those who are listening to this program. So, yeah, so thank you for for the blessing and, uh, and like a Barnabas to, to us, those who are going through some, some challenging time. Well, you know, we, so I sent you. I see you're more than well. I sent you a text. Now, the audience, they're great on their own. They're not great because of me. You guys, the audi- our audience, yes. including yourself, you guys are great. You, you you listen, you love, you hurt, you uh, hurt with others when they hurt, you laugh with others when they laugh. That's yeah. what Christian faith is. Yeah, that's what it's about. So, excellent. Oh, you know, centered in Christ. Let's not let's not lose our point there. Excellent job, brother. You know how much will everybody well, be praying for you? Okay. Cool. Yeah, please especially pray for us. We'll be uh, going for a family Christmas to Indiana, and I heard that the weather gonna be bad. Yeah, and snowy, so so just pray for the safety. You got it. Well, I'm going to be praying that tomorrow too for everybody's safety travels as well. So yes. you got it. Thank we will you will be a part so of it. Okay. You are welcome, All right. my brother. God bless and uh, God enjoy bless. the Hanukkah season and the Christmas.
Thank you, bro. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, keep Samson in prayer. So he's going to be traveling. Everybody who's going to be traveling, we're going to be praying for safety tomorrow. I'm, I'm just doing it tomorrow because some people are traveling today, tomorrow, and the next couple of days, so I'm just going to be uh, spreading that out. Uh, don't forget to be praying for the wisdom for us as a uh, board meeting tonight. Don't forget prayer and praise, and then our schedule's pretty modified, so everybody be patient in the modification. So I am going to still offer you a trivia question. We'll go just a little long and see how it works out. This is a pretty easy one, so you guys should jump on this pretty fast. How many wives did King Solomon have? How many wives did King Solomon have? Hmm, yep, yep, pretty straightforward. If you think you know, what are we going to say? We're going to say 972-445-0770. Of course, L comes up with the best line of the day, too many. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Uh, 214-210-8483 is the text. That could go the other way for husbands, too, by the way. And then uh, website, uh, email david at hemusincrease.org. Okay? All right. How many? How many? How many? wives did King Solomon have? Okay. All right. There you go. I want to do this little portion of this text. This will probably run long. Is that okay? You all right with that? Hey, we're happy we're live on the air. Trust me. Seriously. (laughs) Trust me. We're just happy I can hear. This is like, you should have no idea how hilarious that is. All right. So we ended with this the other, not last week, the week before, and we're not going to have Monday for a while. So I really wanted to, for about two Mondays. So I really wanted to emphasize this one portion right here in Job chapter six, verse 11. He said, I do not have the strength to endure. I do not have a goal that encourages me to carry on. So I want to talk about that uh, for a multitude of reasons, not the least of which is just because Job is in this place where he's having a hard time and he is incorrect and his friends are incorrect. None of this was, was judgment. None of this was because God was mad at him. That's what we always think when something's going wrong. We always think, oh, God's mad at me. Oh. And it had nothing to do with that. And most of the time it has nothing to do with that. Well, we just think we're smarter than that. It's just not the way to go about it. And so Job, is. he says something, though, in this statement that has got tremendous value and tremendous truth. He says, I do not have a goal that encourages me to carry on. Listen to that. Listen to that. Jesus, in Hebrews chapter 12, 1, 2, and 3, it makes it very clear that Jesus was able to endure the cross for that which was set before him, the goal that was set before him, the blessing that was set before him, the grace that was set before him, he was able to endure the cross. It's difficult to endure anything when you don't have a goal seeing the end game. And as Christians, we should at some point, at a minimum, be operating in the eternal end game but also there's an end game here. And we need to have a vision, a goal, a a direct movement towards. So we're going to be teaching in Hebrews. As you guys know, we're in chapter 10, so we're getting close to chapter 12. But what I want to do is just take a second. I just want to read you Hebrews chapter 12 so that you can see what I'm talking about, about the importance of this goal situation and how it applied to Jesus. And if it applies to Jesus, I mean, do you think it's in the text for us? It says this. Ready? This is what it says. 
we therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, and especially the sin that so easily hinders our progress. Let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, on whom our faith depends from start to finish. He was willing to die a shameful death on the cross because of the joy he knew would be his afterwards. There you go. Because of the joy that was set before him, Jesus was was enabled, strengthened by the Holy Spirit and by him as a man to endure the cross. And if you don't have a goal, if you don't have a vision, if you don't have uh, something to shoot for, you will flounder too. And in Proverbs 29, 18, without a vision, the people perish. Now, I know there's a couple of different translations, but you cannot get away from. If you don't have a goal that encourages you to carry on, it's hard. Got to have something. And for those that are thinking, well, you know, sometimes I try to make the goal and it doesn't quite work out. That that's, doesn't, you just doesn't say anything about that. People that are trying to lose weight, the, the goal, I want to lose 20 pounds. If you don't do it, oh, you're going to have to, you know, quit living. Nope, you try again. And then you try again. And you try again until you get there. You want to know why? Because the goal is to lose the 20 pounds. <laughs> you just stay on the goal. Well, in our goal, it's connected to eternity with God. So what's your goal? What are you trying to see? What are you trying to see here in this life? Because you already know the, one, the, the goal for the next is outstanding. What are you looking for? That's a fair question. Job's like, I, I don't have any goal. I don't have any strength to keep going. Yeah, that's, that's the losing of hope right there. All right. How many wives did King Solomon report he had? Ready, ready, ready? 700 wives, 300 concubines. What is wrong with that guy? <laughs> That's a lot, David. Even if he was in phenomenal shape, what a what a schmo. Anyway, all right, I'll just move on from there. Uh, okay, folks, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? So what Jesus said... Whoever is not against you is for you. That's what he's talking about. They're they're a kingdom advancer. It's all good. Now watch this in Luke chapter 11, verse 20 through 23. If I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his estate, his possessions are secure. But when one stronger than he attacks and overpowers, he takes from him all his weapons, the armor and the weapons of the foot soldier that he trusted in, and he divides up his plunder. Anyone who is not with me is against me. And anyone who does not gather with me scatters. And you're thinking, but what about the other verse? Watch. Keeping it in context, this person is not for the kingdom of God. This person is neutral, not a kingdom advancer, not a person that's trying to advance the kingdom of God. And when you are not a kingdom advancer, then you are supporting the other kingdoms. You are either in, for, with, 
through and by the kingdom of God or all the other kingdoms. There is no neutral. There is no, well, I'm going to I'm going to sit this one out. There is no sitting it out with God. You're either helping advance his kingdom or helping another kingdom advance. One of the two. So the guy that was casting out evil spirits in the name of Jesus Christ, he's advancing the kingdom of God. But the person who's not for Jesus is trying to be neutral and do nothing. That person's not advancing the kingdom of God. And that person who's not advancing the kingdom of God is therefore against the kingdom of God because there is no neutral. And you're thinking, well, no, no, there's got to be a neutral. Never heard the joke about the mugwomp, huh? Never heard about the soldier that, you know, well, it was Confederate soldier and then a Union soldier had gray on the top and, and dark blue on the bottom. What'd they do? Shoot at them from both sides. That's what they did. In other words, there is none of that. That doesn't exist. You're either with Jesus in the advancement of his kingdom or you're not. And if you're not, then he considers that against. You think, well, whoa, that is just rude. Tell it to Jesus. Tell him he's rude. Go ahead. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. Not, hey, you know in your life, you got all these things going on. You got to take care of work. I get it. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to pay this bill and do this and raise your kids. Do this, do this. And somewhere in there, do me a favor. And every once in a while, kick it around and think about me and the kingdom. And that, that doesn't exist. That's not a, a reality check. The reality check is that you are either for the kingdom of God or opposed to the kingdom of God. And if you try to be neutral, you're opposed. The David Spoon Experience. And if you can't shout you'll have to face a penalty. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770. The Truth Station here in Texas getting ready for a very interesting trivia question. Do we have the horn? And when we play it, can you make it a little lower? It's it's loud. You ever notice that the horn is loud? The warning horn? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's loud, though. It's like, it's like, okay, go ahead, play it. There you go. Excellent, by the way. That was a perfect level. Uh, true or false, Moses' wife was the prophetess Deborah. Or Deborah. True or false, Deborah, the prophetess. Yay, nay. Yay, nay. All right. You think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, David, at he must increase.org. I am warning you there will be no let up of these terrible jokes between now and the very last show we do, whatever that is. I'm just, I'm just, the odds are zero that that will be something that will happen. Just, just pointing that out. Ready? All right. I got two, three jokes. The last one is great. The second one is really Jewish. And then this first one's just cute. And then I will let D be the judge. So there's three of them. Ready, D? Got three of them. Here we go. A small boy was discussing with one of his buddies the minister's sermon that had been on the story of the sheep and the goats. Lamented the boy, me? I don't know which I am. Mother calls me her lamb, and father calls me his kid. 
new. <laughs> That's that? another one we had in here. Oh, my goodness. That was hilarious. All right, here you go. This one's pretty funny, but you got to be a little more Jewish to appreciate it. There was a poor Israelite and a rich uh, Pharisee. The poor Israelite said, there are a thousand ways of making money, but only one honest way. The rich Pharisee says, what's that? The poor Pharisee, or poor Israelite responds, aha, I knew you wouldn't know. Holy Jesus. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> now, this joke, this is great. Okay? You should take notes. How's that? Take notes. At the end of a wonderful service, the pastor stood outside to say goodbye to his congregation. As Mrs. McKenzie approached him, he remarked, I am sorry, Mrs. McKenzie, but I noticed that little Jimmy was crying throughout the service. Is he all right? Sure, said Mrs. McKenzie. He's just teething. I see, said the pastor. And what about your husband? I noticed he was also crying throughout the service. He's fine, said Mrs. McKenzie. He's just tithing. Mission failed. We'll get him next time. <laughs> this is teething, tithing. They're both crack. Those were funny. <laughs> I stand by them. <laughs> Trivia question. What was our trivia question? Was either true or false? Moses' wife was the prophetess Deborah. Is that true or is that false? Uh, let's see. If you think you know the answer, what are we doing? Nah, where's our number? 972-445-0770-214-2108483 is the text. David at he must increase.org is the uh, email. So, so far, uh, Joanne and Cordelia are really doing uh, well on the pow-pows. Very, very nice, ladies. Very, very nice. All right, here we go. Uh, next portion of this text. This is really important because we as Christians need to recognize that when we live uh, in fellowship with the Lord and in fellowship with one another, that there's supposed to be something called the fruit of the Spirit that works in our lives. Now, I'm not saying that everybody has to operate in these perfectly, and neither is anybody else, but you've got to have a sense of allowing the influence of the Word of God and your fellowship with Jesus and the, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and your connection to the Father. You've got to have this sense where it, it makes a difference, and you got love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, one of those is kindness. Okay, right in the middle of the, right in the middle, in fact, out of nine fruits, uh, and it's not one fruit, but nine fruits, there's one right in the middle, kindness. And this is something that is wholly lacking in a lot of Christians because, uh, well, to some degree, if it's political, most Christians are fed up. I mean, I'm just being honest. And then if it's something else, maybe there's frustration. Listen to what Job says in verse 14 on Job 6. He says, one should be kind to a fainting friend, but you have accused me without the slightest fear of the Almighty. My brother, you have proved unreliable as a seasonable brook that overflows its banks in the spring, when it's swollen with ice and the melting snow. But when the hot weather arrives, the water disappears. The brook vanishes in the heat, and the caravans turn aside to be refreshed, but there's nothing there to drink, so they perish in the desert. Job, he has a pretty good—remember, Job's not a dummy. He knows the Lord pretty good. He's, you know, he's, this is somebody that God considers to be one of his faves, right? So he's not like a—he's not ignorant when it comes to knowing the truth and knowing wisdom and knowing the Lord. And he says this one line that I think is really 
another really just brilliant line. See, this chapter 6 is loaded with stuff the church should really use. One should be kind to a fainting friend. Have you ever had somebody that had a fall, be it financial, relational, moral? Do you know what they don't need? Another kick in the back. You know what they don't need? Ridicule. We have leaders that, that uh, the way the world operates, if the world likes the leader and the leader falls, then they make excuses. If the, the world doesn't like the leader, especially if that leader's a Christian and they fall, they do nothing but make fun of him or her. I mean, that's all they do. And it's like, that is not the spirit of God. We should have a kindness when somebody is down, how about we exercise the gift of kindness, the, the fruit of kindness, and let them know that they're loved? It's not that God approves of their sin or, or anything else, but that God is not trying to cast that person into the eternal sea of darkness. When, when a Christian falls, it usually has to do with you know, being more Christ-like and the Lord's forcing that person into that position because they've said yes to Jesus and he's calling them on the carpet for something they shouldn't be doing. And I get it. I, I mean, I've been there multiple times, multiple times. And then that person draws closer to the Lord. When that happens, none of us should be rejoicing. That's when you weep. We have somebody amongst us that's one of us, and they're failing. That's horrible. So kindness becomes an issue in the heart and mind of God. Do we do what Job says? Are we, are we the opposite? Do you, when he says, one should be kind to a fainting friend. When we have somebody who's losing it, are we kind? Or are we jerks about it? That's a fair question to ask you. Because Jesus, he wasn't a jerk. He was merciful, right? Compassionate, right? And redeeming. Even when they were caught in sin, Jesus pronounced forgiveness. Told them to go and sin no more, but still pronounced forgiveness. All right, go ahead and send the caller through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing good, Gary. It's great good. to hear your voice. Hoping you're having uh, at least the plans of kind of a relaxing or a decent holiday coming up. Hopefully that will be the case for you. I don't know if you got anything special planned or just sailing through. I guess I'm going to stay where I am here today. Probably yeah. have a quiet Christmas. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I like that. <laughs> I hate to say that to you. I like that. I, I have grandkids on this. I like the quiet stuff. When it's just Noelle and I, it's like, that's nice. <laughs> no drama. I like that. I'm sorry. I'm just like, oh, I like that. All right, my brother. I know you're going to get this. True or false? Moses' wife was the prophetess Deborah. False. You are correct, Amanda. Do you remember her name? Do you remember, remember his wife's name? Yeah. I know you're going to ask that. <laughs> I just tell you to ask that. I think he was married more than once, but uh, the fir the first wife starts with a Z. Um. Sounds I like I just can't think of it right uh, now. That's okay. That's what I'm worry about. Her name was Zipporah. 
Yeah, Zipporah. Zipporah. And, it, uh, and it, when you read uh, Exodus 4, you find out that Moses kind of blew it there a little bit. And she, if it wasn't for her, he might have, he might have had some bigger problems. But she's the one that ended up circumcising their son. In the movie version, it was... Uh, it was... Uh, the movie version, it, uh, now her name escapes me. <laughs> but, um, the second wife, the Cushite? Well, his first wife. Well, yeah, I guess it had been his second wife. Yeah, wife. second wife, the Cushite. Yeah, so, yeah, it's just like, yeah, I know. That, that's the thing about movies. That is the one problematic, you know, when they did the movie Noah, there's people walking on, you know, Ivan one Carlo. They, they forget that God is God. I just can't stand that. You know, it's like, hey, he can make it dry. Okay, let him alone. <laughs> Yvonne DiCarlo played his wife in the movie. Version. That is it. There it is. Excellent job, brother. Can I pray for you real quick? Okay. Let's do it. Father, we come before you right now. Lift up our brother. Lift up uh, all, all of our family members, Lord. But lift up Gary and ask you to bring healing into his body. Bring vitality and strength, and we'll keep praying, and we'll just keep annoying you, Lord, until we get what we're looking for because you love us to pursue you. And we just ask you to bless him and just to encourage him and to give him vitality, give him a revitalization, and let him have an excellent week. That's what we're praying. Let him have an excellent week, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. amen. Now, you're going to be there tomorrow and Wednesday? No, I'll be, here, I'll be here tomorrow, and then Wednesday and Thursday is the basketball. And then Friday, we're going to end up doing a replay. Rebroadcast. Yeah, so, so it's today and tomorrow. And then you guys will, uh, for most people, it'll be, it'll be nice for them to be able to take a break from me. But uh, it'll, be, it'll be Wednesday and Thursday will be uh, basketball, and then Friday will be a classic replay. Well, I'll keep praying for all of you and uh, hope everybody has a happy holiday. You got it. You too, brother. God bless okay. you. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Every once in a while when I do the uh, radio hosting, I have this wonderful opportunity to talk to people that influence the church, that are a blessing to the church. Today is no different. I am honored and blessed, by the way, to have the opportunity to talk with Pastor Robert Morris. He is the founding and lead pastor of Gateway Church. He's a best-selling author. He's written some excellent material, but he has a new book out, which has the greatest title ever next to the Bible. The, the new book is called Take the Day Off, Please. That's all I ask for. The book is entitled Take the Day Off, Receiving God's Gift of Rest. Pastor Marshall, you're there with us. I am, David, and it is so good to talk with you today. I do want to let you know before we get going uh, that I was actually introduced to you by somebody at your church about a year ago. I was at a place called Inigen. And uh, somebody named Robert, who went to your church, he gave me your book 
uh, you know, beyond blessed. And I had not uh, actually had the chance to engage on any of your material yet. I read that. It was a really timely book, which was really cool. Oh, and th then I was able to go and get your book on the Holy Spirit, which I thought was one of the best pneumatology well, books that I've read in eight in a long time. So just to let <laughs> you know, you. I really appreciate thank that. You. I, I, I've, uh, I actually, I came from a Baptist background. And, um, and so I've actually had, I have some friends that are uh, Dallas Theological Seminary. I have some friends that are Church of Christ and I have some friends that, you know, just come from all sorts of different backgrounds that are not quote unquote Pentecostal charismatic. And again, that's not my background either. I went to Crystal right there in Dallas and to East Texas Baptist College before that. But anyway, I've had so many guys tell me that they really appreciated um, that book on the Holy Spirit. Um, and they may not even agree with everything in it, but they appreciated the sensitivity and the way I handled the, yeah, the it, person of the Holy Spirit. You know, you so. did, it was a great job. I mean, I was born and raised Jewish. I became a Christian. I'm oh, a, I, I have a Baptist and a Pentecostal ordination. And <laughs> Pentecostal. Just, yeah, it's, I'm a, a Baptist. I'm a Calminian, and I'm a manifold millennialist. So <laughs> anytime you <laughs> want to sit great. there and talk about diversity, I'm there for you. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next big trivia question. Where did Joseph take his wife and child when he was told Herod's plan to kill Jesus? Where did he take them to? Try to stay away from saying Disneyland. Okay. I'm just saying. If you think you know, 972-445-0770. Uh, also, 214-210-8483. That would be the number to text David at hemustincrease.org. That would be the email. going to send you up to the website. Don't forget about the money. Uh, that's a place to give, and we could use it. And don't forget about the podcast. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Okay. That is the sound when you throw a dart at a at a board, like at a dartboard, and you miss and you hit the person walking by. While building a home. <laughs> Wait, they got, okay. <laughs> Boy, did you go out on a limb on that one. There's a lot of carpentry in this. Okay. All right, you guys. Uh, what do we do? Who knows what we're doing? Uh, where did Joseph take his wife and child when he was told of Herod's plan to kill Jesus? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770-214-210-843 or david at org. So we have been uh, going through the Job, the Jobinian review, kind of is what I call it. And I want to get to this next uh, little uh, portion uh, that is you know, relatively important. And that is this this text that's when I'm going to pick it up from verse 17. Don't forget these two major things, though. The, the first thing is Job first saying, I do not have a goal that encourages me to carry on. 
that statement is enormous. And there's some of you out there, I know you're out there, I know you're listening to me, and you don't have a goal that encourages you. And I am just just telling you this. I don't know if it's the Holy Spirit or whatever. I'm just telling you, you have to have a goal. You have to have a goal. I would highly encourage you to make that goal connected to the Lord. That's what it should be. After all, the goal of our faith or the end of our faith, Peter says the goal of our faith is the salvation of our souls. So that should be your first goal. But there is something there, maybe between now and and the trumpet, now in your departure, now in the rapture, now in whatever takes place, your goal would be to be more like Jesus, which would be a right goal, an honorable goal. So I really encourage you to have a goal. Maybe it's something along the lines of you feel like you're heading in the right way spiritually, but work, you need to do better. Or maybe you need to do better in health, or maybe you need to do better in just being there for family. Doesn't matter. Find that goal, bring it before the Lord, surrender it, ask him to partner with you in it. That's a big, 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 big word for somebody out there. The other thing to tell you is this. He said we should be kind to a fainting friend, and it is true that the church is definitely guilty about kicking <laughs> kicking people <laughs> kicking people when they're down. It's just an unfortunate uh, 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 an unfortunate element. So uh, I think the church needs to do a little bit better. And I want to pick it up from there. And when this is Job, and he says this. He says, The caravans turn aside to be refreshed, but there is nothing there to drink, and so they perish in the desert with high hopes. The caravans from Timan, from Sheba, stop for water, but finding none, their hopes are dashed. You too proved to be of no help. So Job is talking to his friends, He's not giving them the grace that he ought to give them because he is down. He's in this bitterness place. He's hurting. And you can't always, uh, I want to say it nice, but you, you're not always, it's not a fake smile in Christianity. It just drives me batty still to this day, although I probably should forgive this person by now. But walking into the church and the person goes, oh, you got to smile, you got to smile, you got to put on your Jesus face. And so that's when I turned to her and I said, which one? The one where he's being crucified? Should I wear that one? <laughs> Stop doing stuff like that. I can't stand stuff like that. But here's here's what I'm what I'm what I'm you know I need to be nicer about that. I'm working on it. So just be patient with me. But here Job says something amazing. He says, you know, you have proved to be no help. His hopes were dashed. The scripture says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. So when we have something that we have set our target on and it doesn't happen, guess what happens? There's a sickening in our heart. Just, you know, God knows what he's doing when he's writing, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying. And so there's there's this sickness that takes place. And when, when it's lacking, and so Job, what Job does is says to his friends, you know, and these are his friends. These are people that know him. Don't misunderstand. These aren't people that are just like, oh, I met Job in, you know, 1452 B.C. I mean, it wasn't like that. These are his friends. And he's expressing personal disappointment in the quality of their friendship. And he compares it to, to finding no water when you're thirsty. And what's important about that is us understanding the quality of our friendship when we're being friends to one another. So I'll tell you something. I'm not going to go into it too far or anything like that. But Rob, one of my best friends, texted me yesterday. His brother passed away yesterday. 
So you got to be, you know, there's a little bit of care there. You got to, you want to be careful. I mean, he's, he lives in another state. It's not a lot we can do. He knew he was going to pass. He doesn't know when. But I felt like in my spirit, like I didn't really connect with him because of uh, when he communicated. He didn't have a lot of time to talk. So I, 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 I doubled up today and reached out to him, and I'm going to reach out to him again tomorrow. And the reason that you do that is because you just want to be a little bit more quality of a friend. It's not just one time where you say, how you doing, bud? That's it. But to, how you doing? I'm thinking about you. I'm hurting for you because it's his brother. Now, they didn't get along, so I, I fully understand that part of it. And uh, the brother's most likely not a Christian, so that's always a hard part. We got to do better in the quality of our friendship about caring about how these people are, how other people are doing. Not these people. That was a, a terrible phrasing. We just got to care more. We got to have a quality to our friendship. That's all I'm trying to say. It's got to be a sincere, hey, how you doing? If they don't want to talk, you just let them, you let them be. And I try to give people space a lot, but you still want to know how they're doing. You want to really care about them because hope deferred makes the heart sick. And Job's statement of indictment is, you've been no help. Do you know, one, and I've mentioned this many times, you know some of the best ways to help? You just sit down with the person and cry with them. That's a great way to help because you're sharing their grief. So I, I encourage all of us, myself included, to just be better quality Christians, better quality people in that. And the Bible says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But the rest of the verse says, but when it comes, it says the tree of life. When it comes, it says the tree of life. And so even though there's a dashing and there's a deferment, that's why it's hope deferred. When that manifestation appears, it's like the tree of life, talking about the Garden of Eden and the tree of, of, of life, the tree of eternal life. Let's do our best to be better. How about that? That's a fair, I think that's a fair way to say it. Let's be better friends to the people we're friends with. Where did Joseph take his wife and children when he was told of Herod's plans to kill Jesus? I'm going to just double check with my good friend. Do you think you know? Do you, do you know what it is? Yes, I do. Go ahead, fire away. Egypt. That is correct, Amanda, sir. You got it. Good job. All right, people. We are going to take our break, and then we're going to come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, True Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month and 
that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cow Punch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no baloney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? Because what we're getting is this snapshot of Jesus. And there's a lot of stuff that we do, a lot of stuff that we say. But at no point should anybody ever lose what's going on here. And when we get into our Philippians teach tomorrow, you're going to see how very specific Christology, the study of Christ, fits into play on Jesus Christ being honored uh, above all and understanding how that this snapshot of Jesus plays into or leads us into the understanding of the superiority of Christ. Nobody else was fully God and fully man, period. And so nobody else can represent God to man or man to God. So in this situation, we get to see that Jairus, he has a 12-year-old daughter. She's dying. Not, uh, not good news. This woman who's got this bleeding issue, issue of blood, she comes up to Jesus, uh, touches him without saying anything. Jesus has restoration and healing for her in physical, social, and psychological aspects, which is just uh, wonderful if you think about how Jesus, Jesus cares about the whole person. Doesn't care about a part of a person. Cares about every inch of you. If you're doing well physically, but you're not doing well psychologically, Jesus cares about that. If you're doing well psychologically and not doing well physically, Jesus cares about that. If you can't have contact with people and you feel like you're completely isolated, Jesus cares about that. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our last trivia question. Which Old Testament couple? Uh, notice how this is being stated. <laughs> Which Old Testament couple? We're told that their descendants would be as many as the stars in the sky. Oh, my. 972-445-0770. Uh, you can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at hemusincrease.org. So I will say that in this particular show, Joanne and Cordelia hit three pow-pows, which is a lot. Al hit one pow-pow, and then they both missed on the, another pow-pow, which sometimes people will give an answer, but I don't have their name, so I can't tell you who who, who did that, just to let you know. Uh, so that does happen. Uh, so that's the question. Just ask it one more time. Uh, which Old Testament couple were told that their descendants would be as many as the stars in the sky? 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at hemusincrease.org. You know, I love it when Mondays go good. It's just like the best. You're right? great. It's it just like, it, and it's just like, wow. It's a hard, you guys know, it's hard to, and then it happens, and then we had no sound in the first 90 seconds, and then we had to kind of recover, so I had to start doing the whole beginning part without any volume. I couldn't hear, and... Yeah, just the grace of God has just been with us. So we just love, 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 love to receive the grace of God in our situations. Okay? All right. 
Al is trying to convince me that a fighting frog is better than a wolverine. We're still working on that. Uh, we do have somebody uh, ready to answer the trivia questions. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. Merry Christmas. Hi, Mary. How are you? <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. What a blessing. What? Oh, I don't know about that. A... But anyway, I, 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 I'm going to, I think I know the answer. All right, here we go. Ready? Here you go. Uh, which Old Testament couple were told that their descendants would be as many as the stars in the sky? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking about Abraham, Abraham and Sarah. That is correct, Amanda! <laughs> yes! Yes, again, Mary stepping up. Oh, Mary, wonderful to hear your voice. How you been feeling? You been feeling good? Well, off and on, but um, I heard last night um, this little special about Hanukkah, and I I just was really um, and they and they sang in Hebrew. Uh huh. They sang in Hebrew last night, and they talked about um about Hanukkah, which is just really really interesting, and um. So anyway, are, are you celebrating Hanukkah? Did it start today or did it it's start yesterday? It started or? yesterday. It started yesterday on the 18th. It goes for eight days. And the menorah has nine handle spots on it or nine places for candle. And the middle candle, the, the, the fifth one, is what you use to light each of the other candles. So you'll have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, but then the middle one, and it kind of stands the above one? the rest. The, it's called the middle one. So it's uh, it's uh, I forgot the name. It's like Sharma or something like that. I can't remember the name, but that's the one they used to light the others. But it started yesterday. Goes for eight days. The thing to remember about Hanukkah, Jesus in John chapter ten, he went to the Feast of Dedications, which is the Festival of Lights, which is the same. That's that's the holiday. So he Jesus acknowledged it in the Gospel, Gospel of John chapter ten. But the thing to remember about Hanukkah for American kids is we didn't we didn't have a Santa Claus. We had a Hanukkah Harry, and Hanukkah, Hanukkah Harry oh. brought. Socks I don't and know pencils. About fairies, but yeah. you know, um, well, um, Julius, Julius, Julius uh, Maccabees. Right, the Maccabees. Isn't that his name, and he right. and his. Now he had several brothers, right? Yep, yep. The and, Maccabees. And uh, so him and his brothers and and others, they fought against the Greek. That's the right. Greeks. And cleared out the and, temple, and they won. But but the best part of the whole story is well. The the oil that was only supposed to last one day lasted for eight days. Exactly. That's so yeah, good. That's so good. That was a real miracle. So I think the Hanukkah, does Hanukkah mean miracles? Is that what it means? Yes, and that, that's one of the definitions. But the, the thing about it is that it's the it's the festival to rejoice that, that God sustained the light. And because Jesus is the light of the world, it's like, wow, you just put that together. It's just a great, great time. Unfortunately, the presents were never that great. <laughs> when you were a kid, I mean. When you were a young kid, they were they were like, yeah, 
you know what I'm saying? But it's still a wonderful time. We used to have a Hanukkah bush. Um, now are you guys going to have um, potato pancakes? Yeah. The, the, it's the That's la- one latkes. of the things that they eat. Yep. And I don't know how often you eat that. If you eat that every morning or well, once or our- what. But they mentioned these um, potato pancakes, which I've had over the... Uh, Oh, what was that little restaurant? Something hop. Um. Uh, that's that's potato. But and then you have it with applesauce. But um anyway, I thought the whole thing was really um was really in, interesting. It and, is. It is. It's fascin it's a fascinating holiday. Potato latkes is what we would have. And then you'd have it with applesauce. And then what my mom or what our families did, most of the families did, is that's where you learned how to do uh, uh, fried matzah in the morning. And you would take fried matzah and you would add sugar. And they would have, we would have fried matzah as part of our desserts. And it was, well, it was breakfast, but it was really like cereal. <laughs> so it was really good. And uh, it was wonderful. So I'm just glad you got to watch that. And I'm so glad you called in. I haven't heard from you for a while. So I'm very, oh, very happy to know that you're doing okay. Yeah, well, <clears throat> okay. Well, thank you. All right, Thank Mary. you. And, and, um, and I just really enjoyed it last night. They had this special um, that I heard on one of the stations, and it was just real special. Though they they sang everything in Hebrew, yeah. But you know, I'm wondering when we when we're living on the new earth. I won't keep it much longer. But if we're, when we're leaving, living on the new earth, I, I've always I've wondered. What kind of language we'll be speaking, and who knows? Maybe we'll all be speaking Hebrew. It wouldn't really surprise me one bit. So, okay, well, you you have a blessed week, right. I, and I'll I'll try listening in, and and perhaps I'll be able to answer another question. All right. So, okay, okay, well. Well, anyway, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. God bless you. Happy Hanukkah, too. Hanukkah, because I I really love that that, um, story about Hanukkah, about, uh, you know, well, anyway, those Greeks. (laughs) Okay, bye-bye. Talk to you later, Mary. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. For anybody who's listened to this show, they should know what a delight that was. That was just fantastic. Uh, oh, they got three, two minutes left, so I'm just going to do this very last line in Job because it's just a great line. So just listen to this. You should know this line, Job chapter 6, verse 24. All I want is a reasonable answer. That's what Job said. Here's something that you will not want to hear. Ready? You are not entitled to a reasonable answer. That's, that is exactly what God ends up telling Job. You know how you, all I want to do is understand what the Lord is doing. You don't understand everything the Lord is doing, and he's not required to tell you. You are required to, to obey, and you are required to surrender, and he is required to protect and to guide and direct and, and provide and do all those things. But Job's argument is not a weird argument. I just want a reasonable answer. Exactly what my brother said to me. I just want to understand why. And the answer is you're not always entitled to understand why. 
Because if Job will just maintain his faith, he'll find out that the whole thing had nothing to do with judgment, but was God bragging about him. Well, here's the great thing about it. He didn't have that benefit of that passage, but we do. So what if your whole situation is simply God bragging about you? Then do you approach it different? Do you have a different spirit, a different attitude, a different thanksgiving approach to it? All I want is a reasonable answer. Guess what, Job? You're not entitled. Nobody's entitled to anything, let, let alone the next breath we take. You're entitled to nothing, but by grace and mercy, you have been given life. Okay? All right. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22 and a half hour break, then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.